This is deep dish, right? Yeah, well, let's get deep. So, so I'm, I'm going deep on both sides. Courtney, welcome back. Kind of officially, right. in a way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was just about to say that, too. Yeah, you've been here before. I have. You know, using the back. Using in a the background. different capacity. Different campaign manager. I'm, uh, shout we, out. Shout out to y'all. Woo! You and Khadijah, the team. Now, shout out to you. We appreciate you, all your help and assistance and support. Hey, look, you know, I just offer a platform and what people say, people say. <laughs> you right. You right. I pre we appreciate you for that, though. Um, but now nah, let's get into you, though. And kind of oh, what you Jesus got and kind of what you got going on. Okay. Um, first, let's just start off like a little intro. Like, okay. who, who is Courtney? How did you oh get God. into law? Um, I know you come from East Nashville. Mm, you know, out East. Out East. He's nasty. The real you know, East. The East be ball and all of that. Oh. And so let's 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 talk about let's go mm. to these humble beginnings. Let's go to these humble and, beginnings. And how did and, and I could put my papers down yeah, for that. Put one. Your, yeah, put your papers down for Tell that one. So how do, how like how does what is what is it what is a young Courtney out east in East oh. Nashville? What is that? What does that look like? Oh. <laughs> I should have made you send me these questions. That's funny. Okay. The young Courtney out east. Oh my goodness, Jerome! You probably wouldn't believe it. I, I was a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. I was the average um, from the hood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely from the hood, and you know, and I used to be embarrassed about that. Mm. However, it's only when I started embracing it yeah. when I figured out just how dope it is. Because you know, it's nothing better than that street smarts right. coupled with that book smarts, right? right? Exactly. So Courtney is. Um, I was in high school. I was the president of the student class. Um, I was in honors. I did all that stuff, you mm -hmm. know. I what went high school? Stratford? Stratford High School. Oh, for okay. sure, Stratford. Okay. Listen, home of the Spartans all day. <laughs> oh, four. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. So, uh, we went. I was, from I was from Stratford. I went to Stratford. Then I went to uh, MTSU for undergrad. Okay. Went in. Blue Raider. Blue, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we are Blue Raiders. You are Blue Raiders. I'm a Blue Raider. Shout out. Yeah, we don't get enough love. We, we don't. Get, don't. You know, you know, we could talk. We could have a yeah, whole. Yeah, we don't get enough love because but. people really don't understand that experience there because it's so big. Right. The black experience was so big there because right. it was a lot of us. Right. And we're like a little family. Our people be asking like, "Well, how did you do?" And I'm like, I almost didn't remember anything else except. Right. It was so many of us. Exactly. We had so much fun. So. Blue Raider, went to MTSU, got a bachelor's of science in uh, political science. Um, from there, I took off about six months. And I was trying to figure out what I was going to do or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I started working for Joy Kimbrough. You know, okay. yeah, attorney yeah, yeah. here is one of my mentors. Very Love JK to death. So, um, started working for her. And from there, I went to Nashville School of Law, found okay. out about NSL. And then I graduated in 2012. Now... After that, I've always been community-oriented, right? So mm -hmm. that's me. So I came straight back out. I started, uh, I think I was the commencement speaker for the Stratford High uh, 2014 class. Okay. And then I started doing their mock trial. I was their mock trial coach. I was able to coach them really good. And we won awards at the mock trial competition, even though I don't feel like it's set up for the people in public school who are let's see, not privileged, right? right? It's not yeah. set up. But um, the dedication and, again, that hood sense with that book sense, yeah. it goes hard. So we would win the competitions. Uh, we would win award uh, placing things, and the students would. And so then from there, what did I do? Um, I was a community partner of the year with Stratford, well, Metro National Public Schools for mm -hmm. my work with Stratford. Then that kind of led me just doing a lot of community activist things. I call myself a pro-activist. Okay. And so, um, I, because I really feel like the steps prior to you <laughs> right. getting charged or the steps immediately after you got charged, immediately, right. not waiting until your court date, yeah. those are the most important things that we need to be cultivating. So, I am the NAACP Legal Redress Chair. The um, I'm on the executive, um, maybe I'm legal committee for National Action Network, chair of okay. that. I chair the Quality and Justice Committee for the Tennessee Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers. I'm looking down because I'm trying to remember and I forget something. Um, Equity I'm on, Alliance? Huh? I'm not a part of Equity okay. Alliance, but okay. I'm the chair for the DEI Committee of the Davidson County Democratic Party. Okay. Um, Black Nashville Assembly. I'm Every, on their it, fundraising team. I just, with so, them. so, so, just everything. She's, she's, I am. She's just on everything. A lot of things. And then the last thing, it was one more. Oh, yeah. It was a community outreach with Napier Luby Bar Association. Well, so, well, look, let me go ahead and Jesus. give you a whole bouquet of flowers for putting in that work. Thank you. Thank I'm you. taking on. But, like, 
being from East Nashville, being yeah. from out east, like that trajectory that 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 ain't common, right? Ooh. That's not that's not a common lane and path that many folks make it to. Don't I know? Um, so that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So I'm curious, like how? Because I know around you, it was a lot of stuff going on, mm. even if it wasn't. Yes. Um, directly, it might have been indirectly yes. with friends, peers, yeah, everything around. How did you stay grounded, and and and, and, <laughs> and what and who kept you grounded and kept you focused on you know the things that you feel like you you wanted to do? Those are some really good questions. So I was very much your know, typical. You know, I love Three Six Mafia, I love Bone Thugs and Harmony. You know, turn. So I was very much a, a regular, regular. Um, you from the south? You trap. like trap? Yeah, I love yeah. trap music. I'm from out east. You know, I'm yeah. turn. You know, I like my um, my then boyfriend, who's my husband. Uh, he had speakers in my trunk. You know, so I'm yeah. very much one of those. Uh, I'm one. Of, I'm that person, right. and I love it. You know, I enjoy my culture and right. everything about it. And so, but what kind of kept me focused was I just always had been, I mean, I was the one at Stratford arguing. That's all I did was argue. You know, some argue, you ask people in my class right now, they're like, what's Courtney, Courtney doing back then? The arguing. And I was just arguing. I get the arguing and, you know, and just out of control, but I was always smart. Yeah. So I always would get done with my, you know, my work was easy. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. You know what I mean? And they didn't, written you know intentionally in my opinion did not challenge us much right uh so a lot of the things i had to learn afterwards right Mm -hmm. and so that's why i think strengthen my resolve and how why i go so hard for my community because i can see very vividly where the public school system failed us right and how it directly correlates to now right um when we're the most vulnerable and disproportionately affected in the criminal justice system right and you intentionally didn't teach us anything or maybe you didn't intentionally do it right. but let's say that was something that people of color very much should have been strengthened and empowered to know mm-hmm. um especially when we're affected by it so much so um, I started to see the deficiencies when I came out and especially, you know, just throughout my experience when I was mock, coaching mock trial and I'm representing all, right. all these different people. And then I'm seeing the common denominator. I'm like, hmm, we were educated right. on certain things. Right. We weren't taught to how to be proactive. Right. You know, we are coming from this where we are the underdog, mm-hmm. right? We are the people who uh, were enslaved. And right. so a lot of things we have to have, get on the back end. So I think this is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Now is the time we have to educate, you know, and I right. think that's kind of how I grounded myself. Yeah. So did you always see yourself being uh, an attorney? Like, <laughs> a law- like is that is that was your first, like, I want to be a lawyer? Or when did this? I know I- you hear that all the time, too. <laughs> That wasn't me. So, well, so what did you? What did the young Courtney think? Because I thought I was young. going to the NBA. Ooh. You know, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you think? What would you? What was your plans and goals? So, my, uh, I thought I was going to be a pediatrician. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was like probably my freshman year in high school. I thought I was going to be a pediatrician, and because my grandpa on my dad's side is a pediatrician, okay. and he's was super well known at Baylor okay. uh, in Texas, and so I was like, okay, I'll be a pediatrician. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I went to the doctor one day for something, and I was like, it's cold. Right. I don't like the smell. Right. And I literally dropped that thought process, and I don't know how it trans. You know, I think I just was arguing so much. And I was thinking to myself, and I always take up, you know, I'm always taking up for somebody. If somebody's, you know, the underdog, mm-hmm. I'm always rooting for the underdog. That's always me. Right. I always root for the underdog. Why? I coached some strap for my trial, right? right? Because the underdog will surprise you. Mm-hmm. As you know, we I, while I was here earlier, we yeah. were the underdog. Right. So the underdog will surprise you because people sleep on you. Mm-hmm. But in that sleeping is where you attack, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you attack. They don't ever see you coming. They don't see you coming. So um, I always was taking up for different people. I'm always arguing about different things, and I'm always challenging <laughs> things. So it kind of just naturally evolved there, I think. Well, um. And so you 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 go through that development, mm-hmm. Stratford, go to law school, and you're in the community, booming and, and, and just going. What was like? I guess your first experience, like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm in this criminal legal system. Like, I have arrived. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that even surprised you when you got there? So why did I make you send me this? <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> You catching me good on these, okay? Because you getting some real yeah, raw okay, answers we gotta get, here. Right? We gotta you get ready? real deep dish. You getting real raw deep dish answers Let's here. Let's go. I went when I first started practicing, and I went to practice in an outer county here. Okay. And 
um, I had a client and my client had mistakenly been let go from another jail, I think. So he had a hold on him. So what happens if you're in a jail and another jail has you, um, also, you know, has a warrant, they'll put a hold on you. Okay. So apparently he was made bond in one County, but he should not have been released because right. it was a hold. but he didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Nobody knew. So we're in court. We're at court. He's there. His wife is there. And so the, uh, when I come in, I'm, you know, come in a little later because it's the outer County. I go to Davidson first. So I get there and I'm like, Hey, and they're like, is that your client? I'm like, yeah. And then he was like, he's not supposed to be at a jail. And I'm like, what? And then they were like, yeah, now tell him to come on in so we can figure this out. I'm not understanding what's going on. So I go get him. I'm like, hey, they're talking about let's figure something out. They don't know uh, why you're uh, let out or whatever, but let's come inside. They want to figure it out. Shh, my client took off running so fast. <laughs> Boy, I was like, uh-oh. Okay, so me and his wife standing there like this. Okay. You know, so, I mean, it is what it is. So he just took off running. He's gone and nobody can catch him. He wasn't small either. He got down. So the officers running out or the sheriffs, they run out, you know, trying to get him. And his wife is standing right there next to him. They're like, you need to call him and tell him to come back and do this right now. And you need to tell him this, this, and that and get him right. on the phone. And I say, uh, uh, hold on. And I look at her and I mm -hmm. advise her what her rights are. Right. Like, you don't have to speak to the police. You don't have to do anything of that nature. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm advising her what her rights are. Right. Okay? And so then they're like, well, we're going to tell the judge that you're, uh, you're, you're uh, what they say, obstructing justice. And I was like, you can tell the judge whatever the hell you want. Right. I'm advising her of her rights. Mm -hmm. So we go back in. And again, I'm a new lawyer. I'm young. I've been to trial college with tactile. I've been learning, but I'm still new, right? And when right. you're a new lawyer, you're scared. Mm -hmm. That's just natural. You're very scared. You, the hindsight's 20, 20 You really need someone who's empowering. You need a coach. You need someone who's there right. with you, kind of hold When things like that occur, too. Right. So I sit down. Uh, I'm in there, and the judge comes on the bench, and the judge is like, um, well, Miss Teasley, I've heard that you are obstruct obstructing justice. And I was like, well, Judge, that's incorrect. Would you like to know what actually happened? You know, I, Judge was like, well, no, you can talk to the district attorney. I won't be talking to anybody mm. without my lawyer. Thank mm. you. I sat down, got my phone. Let's go. <laughs> I'm scared, but like I'm not, you know, letting them know. Right. But it was just, again, if I was a white lawyer, mm -hmm. the judge would have had me in the back. Right. Would have talked to me, would have, uh, you know, regarded me differently, would have, mm -hmm. I'm a whole member of the bar. I right. have no disciplinary history. You know, you would have had a conversation with me right. and said, hey, what happened? What's going on? Right. I and the judge has a law degree. They under they should understand. So, but So now you got me, you got me. Thinking yeah, I was this. With you, the got, jail. you got you got me thinking this too. And, and I and I never I'm surprised I've never asked any of the attorneys that I've had on here this question. Mm. So now you're gonna oh, get this question. Oh Lord. You're gonna get this question. Oh God. So hey. Okay, okay, okay. So we know there's disparities in the criminal legal in the criminal legal system when it mm -hmm. comes to people being Mm -hmm. Jailed and incarcerated, right? Mm -hmm. Wealth gap disparities with bond Ooh, and sentences. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, Ooh. like when it comes to attorneys, black, white, Latinx, yellow, green, blue, in between, like do you all see witness or is there even stats? I'm pretty sure they are somewhere mm -hmm. where you can clearly see mm. like how black lawyers and attorneys are being treated compared to their counterparts. Like, Jesus. does that exist? I'm, I'm not going to even say does that exist because... You know. America would tell me that oh, it exists. Baby, yes. That it exists. You can guess that it yeah, exists. Yeah, you can guess that it you exists. You want to hear some proof. But like, from from a person that is an mm -hmm. actual attorney and lives in that space, like, what is that? Like, the oxymoron, like the, on, the, the, the irony yes. in that, right? Like, having to possibly experience that? Oh, Jerome. <laughs> Deep this mm. conversations. Give it to us. Okay, so, you know, I'm also, I love uh, karaoke. I, have you heard the Lizzo song, Jerome? I haven't. I just, okay, I'm going to have to send that to you. I just almost sang it. But, uh, <laughs> so, yes. Okay. The short answer is, Absolutely. Mm. The 
microaggressions, mm. the subtle differences, mm. the um, <laughs> can I see your bar card? Mm. Um, oh, oh, who, who are you with? Oh, um, you know. It's the audacity, you know, yeah. uh, for them. The, the audacity for them of us. Right. So even you're a lawyer. Yeah. What are you doing here? I know a lawyer who has uh, been practicing just as long as I have. No issues, whatnot. I know a judge that actually insinuated she was lying about something or, you know, something stupid, something simple. Um, it's like little microaggressions that you'll see, but then you have blatant ones from your counterparts, right? Who practice as well, how they right. speak to you, um, how they treat you. Mm -hmm. um, nobody's ever gonna say it. Right. And never, you know, and I'm one of those people who don't need you to say anything to grab what's going on here, right? Right. How you treat so and so over here, I don't get that treatment. Right. How you defer to them, I don't you don't defer to me. Right. You know, how you make me jump through hoops and whatnot, or how the deals that you give or whatnot represent that. So in so many ways that it's hard for me to really fully as a black man, as a black person, as a black woman, we know what it feels like. Right. We were just talking earlier about that situation, yeah, right? Yeah. So you know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And it's suffocating. Right. You know? It's suffocating at times. So yes, as a black lawyer, mm. you are always going to be working a lot harder. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, even when it comes to clients. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times they assume, oh, well, white is right. Yeah. Right? Because think about it. It's been built in our brain since right. the beginning of time. Right. And so there's just something. So it's just it's there, right? So sometimes they'll think in their minds, oh, well, such and such can do better when such and such will take your money. <laughs> I'm, giving you, you I'm, know? I'm giving you all the hard questions right Come now. Come on. I got another one for I you. I see them popping in your brain, and I'm like, let me take a sip of water because I'm working today. Go ahead. Take a sip. Mm. Take a couple. Oh, Move your mic a little closer too. A yeah, little bit closer. We, yeah, we cool. wanna, yeah, we want to hear you. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> oh God. What is the environment like when you have a black attorney mm -hmm. and a black police officer? Ooh. What are those conversations, or what is that energy mm. like? Because you know, it's so, on some level. This is good. On some level. You all both understand. Like mm. this system perpetuates or harm. Should. Or, or you, you should. should. You should. You mm -hmm. should. You should on some level. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people may ignore, but I, you know. You, you know. You may not, you might ignore it, neglect it, choose to not acknowledge it, but you know. Yeah. I ain't gonna even say no should. No, you know. You know. And so what happens mm -hmm. in that situation? What uh, what occurs in those type of like just black <laughs> conversations where y'all both know you know mm. this is a system that you know that we're choosing to participate in on different sides yes. in a different way yes and now we're we we, we have to meet at some point in time because yeah. i might be defending somebody that yeah. you may have arrested and now like we now we just talking and yeah. we both know like yeah. come on now what are those? What yeah. like? What is that feeling like? When especially when you may have an officer that is just like really just just want to perpetuate more harm and mm. then just possibly That's extreme. What I was about to go with it, yes. Um, on for 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 a black person that may yeah. have committed some type of offense. So you're gonna get two separate interactions sometimes. Okay. So you're gonna have somebody who does know. Okay. And who gets it, meaning. Um, I was listening to a therapist, Dr. Burnett Ziegler, in a book that she has, Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. And she was talking about how people just want, you know, some people, you just, when you're talking to a therapist, you mm -hmm. want somebody that gets it. Right. So if you're talking about microaggressions and different things that happen, you want to just be able to say, and you can just look and be like, now you know, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, because right. we've experienced, we've lived this same uh, life in some sense, right? Mm -hmm. Of being black and being undervalued, mm -hmm. you know, cast aside, whatever. So in this scenario, mm -hmm. um, when you have one that gets it, 
right. it's perfect, mm-hmm. right? Because they understand the role. I've had one, you know, they, they it's a job. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not saying don't arrest anybody. We're not saying don't do your job. Mm-hmm. We're saying be fair, mm-hmm. okay? We're saying be fair. We're saying don't look at this person and uh, try to trump up the charges. If you know it's just a simple possession, why are you charging with possession with intent to resale? Right. And then writing down in the thing that, oh, they admitted they sold when they haven't said anything because you know good and you're only doing it because you know there's no back then it was no audio and video right. for Metro. Metro was the only county that didn't have things of that nature, right? Mm. So everything was, oh, I smell marijuana. Oh, this, this, and that. You know what I mean? And so right. – for the officers that actually would, would just do their job, and, you know, again, sometimes you'll find things. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody may have merit. Somebody has something. And you right. will give them an arrest, and you do, all right, this is what happened. I'm in court. He was a good, he's a good kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just kind of got caught in a bad way, whatever. I'm not pressed. We're not trying to hang this man. And, again, and, and when you get to court, the district attorney has that kind of power, but it does matter what the officer says. It right. does matter what the officer thinks. They do take that into account. So that experience is a good experience when I have an officer that cares, right? right. When an officer that gets it, that is from that location, that knows why a person does what they do and do, and, and do not uh, judge them or do not kind of uh, try to trump it up to go get accolades later or go because you know they get MMPD coins they mm-hmm. get coins you make a lot of arrests and you get some drugs or whatnot and it's like oh get a coin mm. from the chief good job keep mm. doing good you know arresting yeah. people so someone who's not out for that now on the other side you have the people just like you have the people that don't get it that look just like us right right and it's always so much more hurtful when they mm-hmm. look like us and don't get it mm-hmm. and it's like yeah you know they want to be accepted by over here whatever their motivation is they right. want this person i've known um people of color to go harder on people of color so mm-hmm. their white counterparts can accept them or can be right. like oh yes you don't want me to let jethro on you because he right. goes harder than i do right what yeah. Who is that? Is that master slave? That's is is what, what's going on? Trauma. It, it is trauma. It is so. Mm. That is two different. It's the two. It's, it's yeah. the differences. So it's very hard. But you know, I'm the same regardless. Uh, right. you know, if you are, there are good. There are good white cops. There are bad white cops. There are right. good black cops. Right. There are bad black cops. Right. So there are good other color. You know, right. people of yeah, color, yeah, whatever, whatever color, yeah. and there are also bad ones. And so. It, it just hurts a little bit more when you have a person of color who just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. So we on police. We on police. <laughs> right. And you, you know, recently, um, you've done a youth summit. Uh, Black with, with Black with Nashville mm-hmm. Assembly. And then you had this Nashville Scene article come out. Mm-hmm. And um, about public schools and, and students in, mm-hmm. in, in dealing with police. Right. Mm-hmm. And this has been, this talk. Well, this subject, especially with specifically around SROs, which are school resource officers, for the people that listen, has been it's been a, it's been a crucial one for a long time. And really, the the question is, should police officers be in schools, right? Mm-hmm. Specifically, high schools, right? Mm-hmm. Should they be in in high schools? Is should that be a way where students should be interacting with police officers? Should there be other resources outside of police officers, like um, therapists? And counselors and different other people that maybe they could yes. you know, be talking to yes. or be there for whatever type of situation, behavior, sure. you know, conversation, right. mental health, whatever it may be. Right. Um, and for people who may not know, um, the only thing that is keeping police officers right in the SROs in our schools in Metro National Public Schools is just an MOU. Mm. that. The Board of Education has with MNPD. Right. That's all it is. Right. right. At any moment, Dr. Battle could say, hey. I don't want any we don't. We don't want any more. Or right. Chief Drake could say, hey, we're going to pull out SRO. Right. At any moment. So right. this is this is this so people who may not know. Um, <clears throat> and so you have this article about interacting with police. <laughs> and so the first question I'm going to ask you is, do you think, because a lot of people want to go to school shootings and safety and things like that. Um I want to I want to direct people to a resource. Uh, Safer Schools Nashville mm. um, has really good resources on stats. You know that will tell you throughout the the nation that you know police officers don't 
actually make schools safer. Right. Um, just because of the the risk of a uh, school shooting is like it's so low. Right. Um, of it happening, but right. when it happens, it's just such it's it's a huge thing, right? Right. Especially when students right. are, are dying or getting killed. Yes. 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 Um. <clears throat> so, do you? So, based on the studies that are out there, the knowledge that you know. Should police officers in general be in in public schools? Because they're not in private schools. Let's put let's put that out there. They're not in our private schools. They're only in our private public schools. So mm. just just to put out there. What does that say to you? That is crazy, yeah. right? Okay, so should they be in schools? Mm-hmm. I think that money could be spent elsewhere. Okay. You know, I definitely do. When you said the mental health mm-hmm. uh, therapy things of that nature. Those are things I think that the kids could utilize. Those are proactive mm-hmm. things. Social and emotional learning. Right. Mm-hmm. Not reactive, which right. is what the SROs are. And they're reactive. They, yeah, I'm arrest you. You got in trouble. You did mm-hmm. this. But if we're actually teaching and educating them and feeding their minds and uh, attacking the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a mindset that comes when you grow up in poverty and when you grow up like many students have to grow up, right? Like right. I had to grow up. You, you, you have a different mindset. Right. And so there are limitations that you place upon yourself without even knowing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so... I understand there will be fights, right? I understand that there are things that students should not do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that private school also has that issue, right. right? There are things that they do that they should not do. There mm-hmm. are fights, but you just have more resources to be able to handle things of that nature, right. right? You might have somebody. So I do not think that the level of... Um, all I know is SROs, you know. That's all right. I came up with. They're right. poli- They're the police. Right. They're metro. Yeah, so they're metro police that's all I knew growing mm-hmm. up in school, and I thought that was normal, right? right? So I don't know any other uh, outside of that. But I can say that I do not think it is beneficial. Mm-hmm. I do not think it's helpful. And I do not think that it is something that is making schools safer, mm-hmm. that, it, I, that something else could not be put in its place. Right. I'm not an education. Like, I'm not one of those Metro Nashville public school lawyers. I'm not one of those people who does just education. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a criminal defense attorney. So my education in uh MMPS is limited. Right. My thought, my when, my when I say my education, <laughs> MMPS is limited. My, <laughs> oh, you went there from middle school, middle school, high, high school. school. <laughs> so it's limited. It's limited. So I'm sorry to that. <laughs> so when I went there, not to like I don't study to I don't study MMPS. I don't study school right. things. I don't study to represent people solely in that space. Right. But the criminal portion of me. Uh, in my research and what I have learned, not only from myself, from my clients, from the people I mentor, from my mock trial students and the things of that nature, are that the lack of education in the school is the issue, right? Mm. The lack of education. And so if you are going to have SROs, right, well, go ahead and give your students the resources they need to be able to understand their interactions with them mm. and the consequences thereof. Mm. You need to give them that education, and you talk about that in this yes. article about that, yeah. like what what does that look like interacting? What a what a parent should know, mm. what, what students should know, and like what is in that 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 policy and procedures that that handbook, right? Woo! And so I like I want I want to talk about that because let's do it because it's and it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I've been able to sit down with um I've been able to talk to Chief Drake in some meetings, organizing mm-hmm. meetings, mm-hmm. Um, Captain Carlos Laura, who's the Chief uh, Diversity. I don't know that. Offer call. Right. Yeah, I think. I think. It, right. Yeah, because is he over there with MMPD? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but he's the Carlos Lore. I'm sorry, Carlos, man. I know I, I, I should know your title, <laughs> but he's the chief. Mm-hmm. Now he's yeah. the chief diversity officer. Yeah. And yeah. He's the first Latinx yeah. um, person to ever be in that position. Um, right. I want to say that maybe we had a hearing in front of the Metro Human Relations Commission, and maybe they sent him. Yeah, it's probably he's also the yeah. the person is at the, on that's going to usually probably be speaking at like COB meetings and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely seen him. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so um, I had a, I had I had a one on one with him and, and talking to him about SROs, and it's funny, mm. like not only of like maybe the um, mm. non education of like what students interaction is but also a lot of times the leaderships in the school are misusing uh sros mm. as well and not understanding that they're not there for disciplinary things Ooh, Lord Jesus. right and, but on. but if you have a principal or assistant principal or principals cause i know these yeah. schools now every every grade has a principal this is yeah. wild yeah it is uh, <laughs> um 
that they could be exercising their authority to use the SROs right. differently than you know how it's supposed to be. So it's funny that you this so it's some it's been some miscommunication or yeah. non communication yeah. on both ends, students interaction, but also executive leadership in schools. How they're utilizing how they, them. How they should be utilized. Just see. So, just for so people that can can have the information that's that's watching and listening. No, I like that. Um and so when it comes to the students though, that's mm-hmm. not I haven't heard that being talked about until like your article. Because right. as a child you think, you know, we, yeah. I think we just condition a lot of times authority. Okay, no. it's let me let me let me listen. Yeah, you said that. Right? We just mm-hmm. we train indoctrinated mm-hmm. as a police officer, oh we like, gotta tell them everything. We gotta tell them gotta everything, right? Gotta say that. Um, especially in the school setting, mm-hmm. right? Where you're like, okay, I'm I'm bodied and governed yeah. by the school rules. Yes. And so let's talk about yeah. that. Like, what is, what should those interactions mm-hmm. be like in schools, and what are the rights that students have um, that maybe they don't know they have, or even their parents don't know they have? Yeah. Um, and how should they be responding to things? You know, when you were just talking. It's funny that I thought something, and before I get to your question, I just thought something was. I was what if those SROs that are there anyway mm-hmm. under this MOU and that are going to be there, what if they were instrumental in helping them learn their rights or teaching them their rights or doing something productive of that nature <laughs> instead of just solely disciplinary things, right? Yeah. That kind of be that'd be amazing. Like, well, hey, when you're dealing with officers, well, you know, you know what they call it? What they used to call it? Civics. Woo! In school, that's what I don't. Because I don't what happened? I because think. I don't even think I ever. Got, I did we not get yeah, that. We don't get. We don't. I don't think they get that. Jeez, I don't, I don't think I got So like, but that's I where get that either. That's where those type of yeah, like, but the, lessons, the private schools though. Oh yeah, come on now. I knew I knew that when we did the mock trial, we went against those private schools. Oh baby, yeah. they were better lawyers than the ones I see in court daily. Yeah. But to answer your question, my thought process is. When students are dealing with SROs, right, this is the training ground at this point for you to exercise your rights. Okay. Now, um, you don't have a choice, okay, because if the schools are not going to teach you, um, your parents are limited in their knowledge because we weren't taught that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I can't, and we'll get to the resource. That's why I try to come up with a resource to assist the parents in understanding because Students initially will get in trouble and you're more scared of your parent than you are that teacher, right? You're more scared of your parents. You're more scared of um, uh, whoever, mama, daddy, grandma. I'm going to get my butt beat, okay? So I'm not going to tell the truth or I'm going to talk to the principal. I'm going to talk to this officer in hopes that they'll do something more lenient and not call my mom so I don't get in trouble and get my butt beat or get my butt beat. Don't have to, uh, I'm not going to be, you don't take away my phone. You don't take away, that you don't do something that's going to make me hate being at home or whatever, right? And that then gets into them speaking, and, and, and there's a parallel to adults too because a lot of times we talk too much when we get pulled over when we're in front of cops because we're praying that they'll do something lenient. They almost never do anything lenient, okay? So just... <laughs> Get your ticket, get your get, go ahead and deal with this officer right. and go ahead and get on down. Right. So my thought process to the students is when you are having these interactions with the officers, the first thing needs to be, okay, what did I do? You Thinking about what you did, right? Mm-hmm. And if you did something, anything, anything that may have some kind of consequences, right? right. I, in my opinion, do think you should ask for a lawyer. Okay. Okay. You cannot, and it does say that under the students' rights with the Metro Nashville Public Schools Handbook, and she cited that in the Nashville scene, Mm -hmm. that you're supposed to have school staff or an administrator present when police are called and have a parent or guardian notified when they are questioned during a police investigation with the exception of those situations that involve child abuse or neglect, meaning by that parent, right, or something Mm -hmm. of that nature. So... If the handbook gives the students the right to have someone there present, right? Mm-hmm. However, comma, there is no law that keeps officers from speaking to police. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking officers from speaking to children. Right. There's no law that keeps officers from speaking to children. Mm-hmm. I have parents that go crazy about that, right? Mm-hmm. What are they supposed to call me? They're supposed to do this, this, and that. They're spo- No, officers do not. Not right. the SRO and them. No. It was that teacher right. under the handbook that should have called you. And I wonder, too, when you talk about having somebody present, are they are they assuming mm. that the teacher is that person? 
present. I'm just that. I, I have no idea because it leaves it. It leaves it open, right? School staff or an administrator. I guess so. It could be a mm. teacher that could be present when the police are called. So when, could, when they're called, so it could be the same teacher, teacher that, that called, called the, the SRO. <laughs> then they're present. But hold on. But then it, the extra part is and have a parent or guardian notified right. when they are questioned. Mm-hmm. So you, the moment that you start talking to the police. The parents should have should be called. Period. I mean, that's yeah. what I read, right? Yeah. So, but because we know that's not being done, your student, the student needs to learn a couple of different things that I have in the resource, which is, I don't want to talk without a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You can't ask for mama or daddy, okay? Because guess what? With officers, that doesn't work. Right. You have to know to ask for a lawyer. Right. But the biggest thing after that is kids always want to explain their size. I have kids. I know it. 10-year-old, mm-hmm. 6-year-old. I get it. However, the biggest thing you can teach your child is just to be quiet. Right. Don't explain your side, baby. You don't have to explain your side to them, right? You can explain your side to me or you can explain your side to the lawyer. Right. But don't go on this explaining what occurred thing. Wait till I'm either there and I've had it as parents. When you get that call and you go and your your student has decided not to speak to the police, mm-hmm. right? Or they said, I want a lawyer. When they get with you, don't get in front of the officer and those administrators talking about, now you know better than I tell them everything. <laughs> what happened? I'm going to beat your butt, right? And that comes from a place of feeling you don't want, that, that, that's protecting yourself, right. your own ego. Because right. you don't want these people thinking you raising a bad kid and, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you don't want them thinking, looking at you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And you're not protecting your child in that moment. Protect your child. Take a minute. Stop. Don't make it about you. Mm-hmm. Take that emotion out of it. And when you get there, take your child to the side. Speak with them by yourself or say, hey, we're not going to make any statements today. I'm going to uh, speak with him and we'll talk with a lawyer and we'll be back in contact with you. I love that is control. Right. Okay. That, that is control. That's your child. Yes, he did something. If y'all going to charge him, you're going to charge him anyway. Right. Okay. But you're not going to have my child's help in charging him. Right. I will speak with him. I will speak with a lawyer and mm-hmm. then I will get back to you. Mm-hmm. People hesitate with things like that. They feel like they have to. It's because the police is because right. everybody makes it seem like you need to do it ASAP. Right. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Don't be difficult. Oh, right. Like don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. No, 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 no. Right. I am going to speak with a lawyer first mm-hmm. officer. Okay. And another big thing, you don't already have to have a lawyer at that time. Right. That's not necessary. You just telling the police, I don't wish to make any statements without a lawyer present. Okay. Mm-hmm. no, you don't have to have had one already hired and on speed dial and retained. You can stop this conversation just because I do not wish to speak with you. You're a suspect right. in a crime. You have a right to a lawyer. Right. Okay? So, and, and, I, and I know I talked about a couple of different things, so you might have some questions in there. Yeah. Um, I do. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> now, um... Are you so when you enter like when you talk to parents, do they have this handle? Are they even aware that, or is it one of the things that gets sent and then it's like they don't know? Or like, so after the Black Nashville Assembly, when I did that youth, uh, when I was on the panel, yeah, the the summit, Mm -hmm. yeah, the summit, the uh, and they I had a lot of I had a, a, a parent take me to the side, right? And she was like, You were talking about me, and I said, What? She said, you know, when you get mad and you, you, you tell you, you know, you go in right. on them and whatnot, talk to the police and do this, do that. Right. And it's because they don't know, right. you know, because again, some parents were just not, they didn't learn their rights mm-hmm. or they're dealing with the same issues. Right? right. And so they're dependent on the school. They're dealing with a lot of different circumstances and issues. You're trying to mm-hmm. raise the kids. You're trying to probably do it in a place where you can't afford housing. Well, right. You, it's hard. The gas is high. Food. It's mm-hmm. a lot of things that you're trying to work. You're working a job that's probably not paying you enough. It's a lot of things that you're dealing with. So you're relying on the school to teach the child. Like, right. because you probably don't even have the fortitude or the ability or the uh, time just because you're working working to make a living right right for your children and so when the schools are failing them and they're not learning the certain things that they're supposed to be supposed to be learning sometimes the parents just feel like it's their fault right and so they'll come in and and and, and not knowing their rights themselves Mm -hmm. they'll go ahead and offer their children up to be the best evidence against themselves which is so counterproductive right it's the horrible thing so um, that's why 
the resource that I have at the end and that your link is be, well, it's for parents and it's for children too. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's something that you can easily show to your child, but it's something that you yourself have to know because we have to stop taking it personally that, or we have to stop thinking that it's a blemish on my parent record because my child got in trouble. No, realize that your child is a child of color and that your child already has strikes against them. And that, yes, I know you know your child best and you know your child is prone to lie about things or do things and hide it. Remove all of that and it's time for you to become that mini lawyer for your child. And and just for our our listeners and our viewers, because, you know, people may think this way, but just Mm -hmm. so people will know, Mm -hmm. um, the reason um, that Courtney is specifically talking about kids of color, because Mm -hmm. those are the students in MMPS uh, that are suspended or expelled at a disproportionately rate than any of other students. Mm -hmm. And then when those students also have more contact with the police, they are then, too, more prone and arrested more than any other mm-hmm. body of youth. Just so people to know. So you understand. So you un- so you understand mm-hmm. and get it. Not saying that other kids of different ethnic cultural backgrounds don't get arrested right. or suspended, expelled too, right. or don't have run-ins with police. Right. But like we're we're talking about those right. that are additional portionally this like everything else in, in the criminal in, justice in, in, system, in the criminal yes. legal mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, we are disproportionately that, affected. That affected by mm-hmm. so just just so people can have those stats. But also you have some over here too. And I make sure people it's the link in the bio of these send essential actions for asserting your rights with police for students. Um and it's really getting to like like of which domain? Yeah, it's like you in two different domains in, yeah. in one place because you're yeah. dealing with student, you're dealing with like <laughs> MNPS, yes. and then you're dealing with police laws. Yes. So you have one here. Um, don't give them permission to go through your belongings. Ooh. Right. So that's searching. Searching. It's a search. <laughs> so as a search. as a search. So as a student, if mm-hmm. if 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 they saying like maybe I alleged have something. In my backpack or in in, in, in my locker, mm-hmm. um, and you know I know when I was at Pearl, you know they would take the dogs around. Oh and stuff, yeah, strap like too. You know right, strap mm-hmm. too right. Mm. <laughs> and so, so I'm curious, like if if a student mm-hmm. is having an interaction mm-hmm. um, with a teacher and a police teacher calls the SRO and the teacher says, hey, you know, let them because that's probably how that would go. Teacher says, hey, such and such. Uh, give the police officer get an SRO your backpack so they yeah. go through it. What, wh- where, where, where? That's a seems like it's a slippery slope. Oh, yeah. Um, of like, yeah. No, you can't go through my backpack to the teacher. Okay. You know, or is it no, you can't search my backpack? Let me let me dwell on this one. Okay. This one. Okay, and let me be clear because I'm gonna uh, perf- uh I want to say this right here is for all people, not just students, and I right. say that because. That portion right there is going to be where I say just you're not we're not consenting to anything. Okay. I'm not giving consent to anything. However, understanding that students do have a lesser right when it comes uh, in schools okay. when it comes to searches and seizures. Unfortunately, they have mm-hmm. a lesser uh, protection. Mm-hmm. So um, you know that's the the keep the schools safe or make sure you don't have guns or okay. things of that nature. So um, that may not work. However, the same thing with real life. Or when you're out of school. You can tell an officer all day, like, listen, I don't consent to a search. Now, if he has the requisite probable cause, he's going to do it anyway. Right. Okay? But I always stand on it. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it anyway. Yeah. I need it recorded wherever. You get your body cam on. I just need to vocalize it. I do not consent to any searches. I just need to be clear about that. Right. Okay? And so that's laying the training ground for when they are out of school right. or when you're not on st- uh, school campus mm-hmm. and the uh, officers are coming to you or you just left and you get pulled over and they're trying to search right. that you don't mistakenly think, oh, I need to, I have to let you do this. I'm right. going to do it anyway. And that's what a lot of people are going to do is that they automatically decide, they'll automatically think, oh, well, he's going to do it anyway. So you just go ahead and get permission. Right. No, if they're going to do it anyway, you still do not give consent. You do not agree to it. Mm-hmm. That is how your lawyer has that fighting potential, right? right. You, you, you do the work on the front end. You say no, and then right. your lawyer takes the ball, runs it on home, and says, right. oh, I can see that my client did not ever give you consent to mm-hmm. do that, and you didn't have any probable cause, right. and then that's when your case is looking better in court. 
I want to pivot over to the teachers a little bit. Come on. And what kind of responsibility do they have in also knowing mm. the students' rights before before calling or even when they do call the mm-hmm. SRO and making sure the SRO is not um, infringing on a student's rights? <sighs> because I... So... And I probably say responsibility because, you know, you can know something and not voice it or let it carry on. Yeah. Stu- teachers can make or break a lot of things. Okay. Teachers are there to educate, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be depending on how they educate is depending on their experiences. Mm. Right. So, if you have a teacher that's savvy in what their rights are, right. has maybe a legal background, those things of that nature, right. they're more prone to educate you on things of that nature. Or when they see it, they're prone to speak up because mm-hmm. they re- recognize the harm that is and can, you know, is being done right. and whatnot. So, but if you have someone who believes that. Oh, they're just all bad kids and they need to be punished and, you know, they probably did something wrong anyway. You just need to talk to the, you know, I I think I posted the National Scene article on my uh, Facebook page and there's a whole lot of debate on it. You know, and you just need to comply. Just do what the officer says. Mm -hmm. You know, it won't be an issue if you comply. You just do it, you know, and it's like, that's all you see. Well, we've seen Mm -hmm. in real life Mm. when people of color, Mm -hmm. specifically Black men. Yes. Comply. Oh. You can still die. Still die. And that's why it's a slippery slope. <laughs> because I can do everything right and still lose my life. Because you're looked at as less than right. to begin with. Right. You're and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with that thought process, that right. implicit bias, that mm-hmm. unconscious bias, that racial bias that right. is deep-seated inside. So that's the type of things that we deal with. And that's the things that nobody wants to talk about. Right. Nobody wants to address those things. I have recently uh, posted, and I do feel like this, that one of the biggest threats to people of color is trash lawyers. And mm-hmm. I feel like that because, guess what? What better way... Then for someone to royally, royally F you, then that be your protection. That's your legal protection. That's somebody who's supposed to be there for you. As a lawyer. Come on. What responsibility do you have Oof. when you see that happening oh, baby. to a client and you, you see like, like that lawyer is not doing enough? <laughs> like how can... Because I know, you know, y'all have a code of conduct that you all mm-hmm. must operate on being barred. Yeah. So how, how, how are those interactions or how can those interactions play out if yeah. you see a lawyer royally effing over Ooh. a client and not representing him or her yeah. in the best ability that, oh, they, yeah. that you know they can? Oh, yeah. What do you do? Or what can you do? What do I do or what do you think? What, what do you what think do you, I should? What should other lawyers do? Both. all right so let me try to give you the short answer here being a lawyer and whatever in the code of conduct you know a lot of lawyers try not to file complaints on other lawyers and want to have this like brotherhood or i guess you know want to try to go to them and you don't want to tell tattletale or whatever the situation may be Mm -hmm. however i don't care about any of that if you are harming the community right harming people of color who are the most vulnerable the most your clients, the majority of your clients, right. and if you're not dealing with that racial and implicit and unconscious bias that obviously is, you know you have, right. the microaggressions, the things that you do, it comes out in your work, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I do, in my opinion, and, and, and you know this makes you, I'm uniquely, I'm uniquely qualified because not only am I from the hood, I'm a public student, I am also the person who receives all the complaints, right? right from the different social justice organizations that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I see the complaints of the community in addition to all the complaints from the clients and the different things. So I address it, mm-hmm. right? I'll send a message. I've seen it, dealing with it right now, okay? And so I send a message like, hey, what's going on? Why is this occurring? A, B, C, D, F, G. You haven't, you know, they feel they're not, they, they're not being heard, blah, blah, blah. I try to have that conversation. If they're receptive, cool, no big deal. Lawyers have egos, a lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. Big ones. Even if they, you know, aren't the best, they have yeah. egos. And so they'll come and, you know, if they want to rear back up and it's a big deal, then it's like, okay, let's go to the next step then. There's 
we, we can deal with this through organizations. There's the Black National Assembly, there's the NAACP, there's National Action Network, there's all these different places that on your behalf can file complaints, mm -hmm. that can go in on your behalf. I want to say, for instance, um, I'm to tell you about Free Hearts. Free Hearts is an organization here. I'm I know you're very Don. familiar. Yes, Don, and then Jacola is uh -huh. uh, a part of that. Akita Haynes yeah. is. Yes, uh, a lot of people I really like and respect, but Jacola. In particular, went to Stratford with me. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing activist. Throwing in that Stratford. Hey, listen, it take we're a special breed, baby. But um, no, she she goes hard. Mm -hmm. And so one thing about her and I, we're working on. We have some a case. And when I tell you what I loved most about it is, Free Hearts is the people who work with them. Mm -hmm. Um, they will contact the lawyer. Right. And advocate on behalf of uh, they will contact them and advocate on behalf of the client. The client's not feeling heard. Right. If the client is something they thought something was being done and it wasn't, they advocate. And I feel like it makes you a better lawyer. Right. But see, lawyers don't like anybody telling them what to do. Mm -hmm. Lawyers hate that. However, if you look at it for what it is, it's the resource, right? right? If you're a lawyer, sometimes people assume you have money or you're uh, paid well. No, not all lawyers are, right? Some struggle. Some are working hard. Some are living paycheck to paycheck. Some are just trying to get it how they live, mm -hmm. right? Some are busy. They're inundated with work. They're doing a lot of admin work because they don't have the money to hire uh, any other staff. So to have somebody who is there and able to help you effectively represent your client is a resource, is a tool that you should welcome, not reject. You only mm -hmm. reject it when you're doing bad things or you're not advocating properly for your client, right. right? So if you're not using free hearts or if you're not reaching out to these different community resources or whatnot, it's because you don't want to be held accountable. Right. And so, yeah. Um, that's what I do. I call it out. Now, what I encourage other lawyers to do is to do the same. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, forget this brotherhood, right? right? That's how KKK, that's how the racism has went on for so long. Right. You turn to, oh, your friend's doing something. It's like, oh, look at such and such. She's doing that. Ooh, ain't none of my business, though, because it's not affecting you. Right. However, if we stop, take the blinders off and say, listen, what affects one affects all. Mm -hmm. I'm calling it all out. Friend, that's not okay what you did. Right. That's not okay what you did. Yeah. Do better. Yeah. You know who you're hurting? Right. You're hurting this person. And guess what? Because but 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 that requires you can receive something more from me because mm -hmm. I'm from the same place you are. Right. Imagine if someone is doing something that's harmful right. to their client and there's someone who's like them, right. someone who looks like them, right. who they respect, right. who says to them, no, that's not okay, bro. Yeah. That's not okay how you did that. You're going to receive it differently. You're right. going to get your shit together and you're going to do better. And that's like, that's, a re that's, what, that's what solidarity is too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Allyship, solidarity. Like, you got to be able to lay yourself on the line mm -hmm. for those that are most affected and harmed um, and neglected yeah. um, in the society. And a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, ain't, you know, they're not willing to show that type of level of allyship. Mm. Um, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, uh, but but that's what you're talking yeah. about. When you say call it out. It's like, hey, like yeah. And but that's why also if you have that re those relationships built, you know, you yeah. can have those uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. And then you really see like kind of like yeah. like like yeah, you think somebody's your friend, but maybe y'all don't have the same type of ideology or Come some on. type of perspective or yeah. thought on certain things socially. Yeah. And that's important, I feel. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I agree, but on certain things, like, you should know um, kind of where people stand in certain situations so you know how to respond or not respond um, when you are with that individual or persons. Come on um, now. So that's what, I think that's what you're talking about. Can I piggyback about. on that just a little bit? One yeah. little big thing is um, being from the South and down here where mm -hmm. we are and um, also being a, a part of the disproportionately affected community of right. people um, and actually being from the hood. Right, that's a fact. Some people do not speak our language. Right. Okay? You do not speak our language. Meaning, right. the language that we're speaking right now, I'm sure this is one that you can understand. Right? Anybody, right. the king's English. However, if we were out and just chilling, you know, having mm -hmm. drinks or something, we speak a different language right. and we understand each other. And it's just like any community does. Culture. Right? Period. It's yeah, culture. It's culture. However, comma, 
we've been taught and it's been brainwashing us that that's ignorant mm -hmm. or you do this that's not that's not proper yeah. you don't do that and then that transfers right when right. you're talking to your clients and you're dealing with them and they're trying to speak to you mm -hmm. there's a language barrier from the from the jump mm -hmm. right there's a language barrier because you already think I'm dumb you think right. I'm stupid because I speak a different language than you and that's not true right. so you don't even try to speak to me you don't even try to help me understand what my case is you don't try to you you just assume that you know best you're not mm -hmm. actually helping me aid in my defense mm -hmm. you're not arming me with the tools mm -hmm. you're not giving me anything right. and that's the that, that is the that is the very big uh fear of clients when they're trying to right. hire a lawyer right um who understands me? Are they going to fight for me? Are right. they going to leave me out to dry? Are they going to sell me out? Are they right. cool with the district attorney? Or whatever the situation may be. Yeah. That's the fear. So the thought process in that is um, make a make an honest effort mm -hmm. to actually speak with your client and don't speak above them. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to don't talk at them. Mm. Help them understand the process, right? right. So yeah, I, I I could go for days on that. And that culture thing is a big thing too. Like Ooh. this Culture competence, right? Like that, I feel like you have to have if you're a judge, an attorney, because everybody's coming in from a different background with a different articulating themselves in different ways. Mm -hmm. And if you already have a closed mind of how people should or shouldn't mm. be talking, like that could definitely affect you. You may not be able to be, you know, um, partial. Come on, you know, you can't. <laughs> yeah, you, you, can't. Can't. you can't. How can you be? If you yeah. already start off with somebody, as soon as they start talking, you assume yeah. they're ignorant because they don't speak the same language that you speak. And, and I, you know, it's hard to, for me to believe that any judge, anybody can be in part. Like, it's just, it's just like, yeah. like in this, it's just hard. It's hard, it's hard <laughs> to believe that you can set yeah. aside everything. Every single bias that yeah, you have. you're right. And like, rightfully so, or wrongfully so, but like, it just, it's hard, for, like, yeah. It's hard for me to, like, to, to, to it's hard for me to believe, too, believe that. You know what I'm saying? It's really hard for me to believe that. But I, I, I want to, I want to, I want to close out with this because okay. I know you're in the space now where you sit, you're pivoting. Yeah. Right. Oh. You're, pivot, you're pivoting into to, to some different things. It feels good. And too. so, and so what does that mean? And what does that look like Ooh. for you still, you know, contributing to community in your way, in your own way, mm -hmm. especially in this criminal legal system where, you know, many of us are just, you know, not as formed as we should be. Yeah. Many of us even may be informed, but still have that kind of survival. I just need to make it home. I'm not Come trying on, to, yeah, I, I wouldn't even speed, but forget it. Just give me the ticket. And I don't want to potentially die. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, um, what, what, so how's it? How's that all that working to what you got going next? It. Um, and you know what you gonna be down That's here dope. in these streets? And what I'm doing in these streets? Listen, <sighs> yeah, I'm smiling because it feels amazing. Like I feel like I'm operating in my zone of genius. Mm. Like it's specifically, uniquely for me in mm. my experiences, my lived experiences. Right. So I have rebranded uh, CT's Lee Law and. Um, the mission is disrupt, dismantle, demand. Mm. So we're disrupting systems, systems of oppression. We are dismantling systems of oppression. And then we are demanding that those systems of oppression change. Mm. Right? So I'm focusing right now on the first part, uh, the part which is disrupt. Okay. And so the disrupt is the educating the community piece. Right? right. So educating... Um, my community on not only their rights, on how to aid in their own defense, mm -hmm. how to properly utilize your lawyer. Mm -hmm. Things that, you know, you just are not automatically taught, right? right. Um, how to actually participate in your defense because something people will not believe. And, and no, people won't believe that sometimes people are forced to represent themselves. Mm. You never, I never advocate for a person to represent themselves. Even if you don't think the lawyer is a good lawyer. That's why you need to be educated and know exactly how, what your case is about right. and the things that you want done so you can properly utilize your lawyer just in mm -hmm. case you do get a trash lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. It does happen. And by the way, when I say trash lawyer, I'm definitely not speaking about the public defender's office, right. okay? Because they have multiple resources. Right. Uh, that court-appointed attorneys, which are private attorneys who just take court appointments from the state, mm -hmm. get. And I mean, that could be a whole... We, I could go all day on right. that. They don't have those same resources. Right. So... Um, Go check out the episode with Martisha Johnson. She breaks it all down period. about uh, <laughs> about the lack of resources that she actually has to work with compared to you know the DA's office. Yes, um, and kind of like what the police gives her and have access yes. compared. Like you know, it's the whole thing. So I saw that, and then yeah. I actually saw that, and so well, I did not see the whole thing, but I do know um, right. 
the public defender's office probably has less resources than the district attorney's office. But what I'm talking about is the second lawyers, the court appointed lawyers mm -hmm. that you most often have when the public defender's office it's, has the conflict off the case. Right. They have even less yeah, yeah, resources yeah. than yeah. the PD's office. Right. So imagine that. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you have that kind of uh, case. Yeah. So the thing that I'm trying to do is build that up. We're disrupting that, right? So mm -hmm. you can aid in your own defense so you can assist in that. And then we also want to provide training to lawyers. We also want to do some empowerment with lawyers so that that way they're willing to go in and be disruptors, that they're right. willing to go in and press the limit, that they're not willing to just accept the status quo, that they're not willing just to say, oh, this is how it's always done here, right. you know, and don't file a motion, don't do anything mm -hmm. at the lowest level, General right. Sessions Court, right? right? Start there, build that case, educate your client and so that's the disrupt piece that i'm on and so i have to come back uh to you on my dismantle and the demand piece because they are all so separate right. but they all work together well like one again whole bouquet of flowers to you because we just need more people yeah. that thank you that are the educated and you know professionally in our criminal legal system they yes. know these things right yes because um, everybody don't have a lawyer in their family or no one no, and, or, that's the I, and i think many yeah. people don't know one until they need one Ooh. you know right and it's like damn uh, now, oh, no. who, who do i call <laughs> I <laughs> right exactly go to black people making moves do a little search right. and you're looking for somebody to represent yeah, you because you got questions right exactly exactly um but i say you know get get acquainted with one before you actually need one um appreciate you know, it but I'm sorry. Yeah, another no. part of my disrupt is, and I, and I was supposed to say that, uh, another part of the disrupt portion is I have a, do have a free resource. Mm -hmm. And so the free resource is what Jerome was talking about, the yeah. 10 essential hold, actions. Hold it up. Hold it up to the camera so people okay. can see it. Yep. Can there they see go. that? Yeah, they can see it. So, yes, this is a download to your phone mm -hmm. uh, or download to your device. It's the 10 essential actions for asserting your rights with police. And we just go through 10 simple things. This is for parents and for students alike. And then there I hit some untruths. Uh, some things that you thought you had to do, but you actually don't. So when you're dealing with police or whatnot, sometimes I'll hear people all the time saying, oh, I thought I had to do this. I thought I had to do that. So I deal with some untruths, and then I give you the troops. Um, and so I'll be doing a little bit more of these. I also do a Monday Night Rights okay. now at 9 p.m. every Monday where mm -hmm. I just do a question and answer live discussion. Yeah, that's on IG, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's on Instagram, at C.T.'s Lee Law Firm. Okay. At CT's Lee Law Firm. So you can go there and um, mm -hmm. if you can send me a message, you might yeah, want to talk well, about I, it right. Yeah, yeah. No, and she does answer all the questions yeah, that come we talk, through. And very we laid talk. back. Yeah. Very yeah. informal. And this is also can be found. And he'll, I know, Jerome, you'll drop the link, but mm -hmm. www.ctsleelaw.com. And you can just hit free resources mm -hmm. and it's right there. Yep. And, um... It's free consultation on Mondays. Yeah, <laughs> if you got something coming you up, you got to come just, talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. Send me a message. Hurry take, up. Take DM over the me. chat. Take it over. Yeah, you better it, look. Look, make that about you. <laughs> make that make whole it, make, make that whole session about you. <laughs> Excuse me. So I have yeah, that. Yeah. Now I can't get into the specifics of your case in front of people. But uh, if you want to know about the law, and you want to know about certain things. I can't get that. Now that's good. That's I'm, what, I'm that's sitting. I'm sitting. I'm on my. Hey, look. So I got this. I got So Monday on Tuesday morning at nine. This is what I'm looking like. Away. Yeah, yeah, no, so no, that's a, that's dope. That's a, but no, that's that's a, that's a smart way. That's, I'm that's a smart way. But like, also, you can just uh, when you sign up for this, you're gonna be in my email list, and I'm gonna be sending out a lot of resources, and so I'll be doing a lot more things for you to have at your fingertips. Um, to aid in your knowledge, and I keep saying, join the movement. This is the movement. Like, no, ser seriously, Jerome. Like our uh, generation. Like, this is all about. If you weren't, if you didn't learn it in school, right. like when we were young. Okay, cool. You can get education for free and different right. things. It's time for you to invest in your knowledge, right. invest in yourself, listen and learn these different things because our freedom literally depends on it. Yeah, most of us are living, are learning through experience. Yeah. unfortunately, right? Unfortunately, uh, interactions or what we see yes. or what we know. Directly and indirectly, so we just need to we need Ooh. to be informed before we get to the point where we need Proactivism. to be Proactivism. Proactivism, right? Um, and you and you and I, I think I, I know I read this in in, the, in your article about how it's cheaper to go ahead and spend the money for thirty minutes or an hour consultation with a lawyer than trying to you know pay for a defense I attorney tell people every trial day. or something like that. So. The that hit, when one. I read that, when I read that, like, oh, that's come that's on that's now, I'm and I and I mean it because <laughs> I I do the charges, yeah. so I'm yeah. saying like. If the police want to talk to you, mm -hmm. instead of going in to speak with them, 
call yourself a lawyer real quick to say, hey, I need right. a consultation. Right. You know what I mean? Pay that fee because guess what? If you go in there and talk to it by yourself, you accidentally incriminate yourself or you right. say anything that, you know, and you may be thinking, oh, well, mm-hmm. guess what? I didn't do anything wrong, so I have right. nothing to hide. It's not about that. Right. Central Park Five. What about the young man that just right. went with him? That's not a, That's not just one thing that happened in time that never happens. Right. It happens so often right. than not because these detectives are trained. Right. They know how to cross-examine you. And, and, they, come and, on now. And if you can't afford a lawyer, hey, you start a GoFundMe for everything else. Ooh. Start a GoFundMe. Like, I support that. That's so much. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you need you you actively seeking like let me go Police find out. To right, exactly. Like, like, I would, like, yeah, that's all right. Somebody somebody gonna do that too. Right? Look, 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 go, go fund me for my lawyer. <laughs> yeah, like this is what happened. I can't I don't I, the, the, the the lawyer I got a point uh court appointed is trash. I need to yeah, I, I, Hey, um court here. This has been amazing. This has been um, great, Jerome. Thank you so much. I'm glad I got you out your got you out your box and got you throw some throw, throw some hot questions to you. But I want I want to leave you with the um with the last word and just anything that you know you want community to know. And then of course if you want to just restate like any right. contact information how people can reach you, that'd be okay. great too. Um, thank you so much for having me, Jerome. I really sure. appreciate this, and I think the work you're doing is so important and amazing. So keep doing that. Let me give you your flowers. I appreciate it. I take them. So y'all. The time is now. We have to invest in ourselves, right? We have to make this important, educating ourselves. We have to make it important. So I'm trying to create these opportunities for you, and I'm trying to create more proactive things uh, for you so that way we can actually imp- – my, my goal is to empower the community, to educate the community, to effectively assert their rights. It's not hard, mm-hmm. right? I was – oh, I left that off. I was a professor at uh, Tennessee State University. I taught American legal systems and constitutional criminal law and also intro to corrections. And so um, I don't mind teaching – you know, mm-hmm. and at this point, it is imperative for our people to learn these proactive strategies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't keep having these same interactions with the police, doing the same thing over and over and over, and expecting a different result. Because mm-hmm. what is that? Insanity. Insanity. Right? So we're going to do better, and we're going to, you know, take an active interest in educating ourselves mm-hmm. and our children. And we'll see as we go forward uh, that that actually makes all the difference in the world. So thank you so much for having me. Nah, thank you, Gordon. Look forward to you coming back and dropping gems as things as they do occur <laughs> um, in our community. So yeah. thank you. Keep doing the work. Thank you. And Y'all go check out this. this go go get this resource. Mm-hmm. Uh, the link will be in the notes, so you can just click and download it straight to your phone. And Courtney, keep doing your thing. You know, Thank whatever you, so much, you know, we can do, I can do. You know, I got you. I appreciate you, bro. Thank All you. Right, no problem.